The Blevins Franks Report with Rob Kay of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. Well, it's a Sunday morning on Riviera Radio and after our break for Easter Sunday, we join Rob Kay today. How are you, Rob? I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? I'm very well indeed. Well, if I remember rightly, you mentioned the dates for this year's income tax declarations have been announced. So to help people prepare, I'd like us to focus on what we need to know before we make this year's submission. However, before we discuss tax declarations, what caught your eye in the news this past week? Well, Howard, as you as you just pointed out, I, I must start by apologising to, to the listeners who tuned in last Sunday for the broadcast. The previous week, I mistakenly said we would discuss this year's tax declaration the following Sunday. However, I totally forgot it was Easter Sunday, so for those who tuned in, I apologise. Although it's two weeks since our last broadcast, unfortunately, the war in, re- in the Ukraine still rages on. This week saw the fall and near total destruction of Mariupol, It's well documented and truthfully so much better covered elsewhere so I'll restrict my comments to simply saying our thoughts and prayers are with the Ukrainian people and we all hope for an early resolution. Back in the more normal world, well maybe more normal, we obviously have the final runoff today for the French presidential election. On Wednesday evening we had the live head-to-head debate between Emmanuel Macron and Marine Le Pen. Le Pen hoped to fare better than she did five years ago during the same presidential debate. Unfortunately, once again, I don't think it played out just as she'd hoped for. Macron accused Le Pen of, uh, of approving Russia's annexation of Crimea and being under the influence of Putin and the Kremlin, having taken a loan from a Russian bank to fund her party back in 2015. The national rally leader attempted to counter by accusing him of expressing falsehoods and dishonesty. He simply looked her straight in the face and said, I ask you if what I say is false. They argued for over, for, for over two and a half hours over the cost of living, the economy and the European Union, which was broadcast live on six French channels. The consensus after the debate was she'd been consistently outwitted by a president who seemed to have all the key figures in his head and focused on the inconsistencies in her arguments. Maybe the only consolation for Le Pen was there is no repetition of the outburst of anger that marred her performance when they came face to face during the last election. As the two headed into today's runoff, Macron had a clear lead in the polls. Some polls even claim as much as 10 points. We'll find out who France has placed their trust for the next five years later this evening. Reports this week also confirmed what we've seen over the past two years. The number of people quitting their jobs has risen by 19%. Apparently, the COVID pandemic has motivated workers to reevaluate their life choices. Some have decided to take early retirement and settle in France. Some have decided to follow their dreams and seek projects which matter to them. The higher resignation rate has resulted in a steep rise in the number of jobs on offer. When Covid first took hold, the number of job vacancies fell quite sharply and redundancies surged. However, since economies began to recover, the number of available positions have continually increased because businesses now need to replace staff which they lost during the lockdown and because of the new roles the COVID administration has created. On a positive note, some 3 million jobs are expected to be on offer in France this year because of new positions being created and a spike in the number of people resigning. Thanks for that. So, if you live in France or generate an income in France, what are the key tax deadline dates? There are are various uh, 
key dates, Howard. The, the online platform to declare 2021 income opened on the 7th of April. The French tax system operates on a calendar year basis. So if you move to France after the 1st of January 2022, you won't need to make a declaration until 2023. France also operates what's known as a partial year tax system, which means you only pay tax from the point when you arrive, so what you've earned up to that point is not declarable in France. The deadline for making declarations the old way by post is the 19th of May, less than a month away. Over the summer, you'll then receive a letter telling you how much you owe and when you need to pay. If you live in departments 1 to 19 or outside of France, May 25th is your online deadline declaration date. If you live in departments 20 to 54, you get a little longer and your deadline is May the 31st. Then finally, the deadline for our neighbours down in the VAR and for the French departments numbered 55 to 976 is the 8th of June. Who has to make a tax declaration? Um, almost everyone who lives in France must make uh, a, a tax declaration, as do non-residents who generate rental income from French properties. Lots of people incorrectly assume if you don't have any French income, then you don't have to make a French tax declaration. The French tax system is, is at the moment in the middle of a major reorganisation. Until 2019, employees only had to pay social charges which were deducted from their salaries. They then had to make tax declarations and then they received the tax bill subsequently. Lots of people who are salaried and have their income tax deducted now at source also assume that they don't need to fill in a tax declaration. For most people, that is not the case. If your only income in France is your salary and uh, your, your taxes have already been deducted, then you won't have to pay any extra tax. But if you still need to fill in the form and make sure it's in on time. The plan is declarations for employees will eventually be scrapped. But at the moment, the majority of the population still needs to complete a tax declaration. Many of our listeners will also have income which is generated abroad. That income has frequently been tax deducted at source. But we shouldn't forget, French residents need to declare that income. In most instances, tax won't be paid twice because France has a dual taxation arrangement with most of the developed world. If you have a pension, let's say, which is taxed in the UK, you won't be taxed on it again, but you still need to fill out the declaration. Just to clarify what I said a moment ago, if you have a holiday home in France and your main residence is in another country, you are not required to submit a French tax declaration unless you rent out that French property and therefore have French-sourced income. But also, just to be clear, that doesn't mean if you're not French resident, you don't have to pay the French property taxes, tax foncier and tax d'habitation. They are potentially paid by everyone who owns a French property and they are billed quite separately from income tax. I understand there's been something of a victory for UK pensioners in France and second homeowners. Yeah, the, uh, the French officials recently confirmed um, a very favourable interpretation of the law on social charges and opted to maintain a low rate for British nationals who are in possession of an S1. The reduction originally derives from the European Court of Justice de Reuter case, which was ratified by the French courts. It centred on the idea that social security charges should not be payable in more than one EU state. As a result, 
Courts said French charges such as CSG and CRDS, which help fund French social security, should not be due by those attached to another state's social security system and thus not benefiting from France's. Last year, in an initial Brexit tax update, the French authorities stated residents of the UK could no longer benefit from reduced social charges as the UK was no longer subject to the EU law on coordination of social security systems. As a result of this clarification, UK residents with French second homes will pay the reduced French social charge on rental income on an, and on any gains they realise when they come to sell that property. French resident British nationals who have an S1 will also pay the reduced social charge and those who receive overseas pension income will be exempt from the 9.1% French pension social charge. S1 holders will only pay the prelevement de solidarity at 7.5% instead of the usual full social charge rate of 17.2%. That's on capital gains generated from French properties and, as I said, on investment income. French rental income Investments, dividends, interest, capital gains, and very, very importantly, for lots of our listeners, income generated from assurance V contracts. The impact of this announcement cannot be underestimated. If we use a Bleving Strikes client as a recent example, this particular couple bought a French property 12 years ago in 2010 for €400,000, and they are now about to sell it for €650,000. Under the standard social charge arrangements, they had expected to pay around €39,000 in addition to the capital gains tax charge of 36800 Following this ruling, their social charge liability has confirmed as being reduced to €17,000, saving them a whacking €22,000, which we shouldn't forget isn't covered by the French-UK double tax treaty. Social charges are really taxes pretending to be something else, this ruling should be a wake-up call to everyone who's entitled to an S1 to apply for one. Has anything changed with wealth tax? And can you remind us how it works? Yeah, President Macron's first budget, way back in September 2017 now, um, implemented, it was actually implemented at the following 1st of January 2018. In that, he completely changed French wealth tax. Previously, a household's wealth tax liability was calculated on the value of the worldwide assets. From January 2018, the calculation is limited to the value of the household's real estate. Like its predecessor, Impulsola Fortune Immobilia, more commonly known as EFE, declarations should be made at the same time as income tax declarations. If the household's real estate assets are worth less than 1.3 million euros, there's no liability to wealth tax and therefore no declaration is required. If the value exceeds 1.3 million, tax is payable on, on the band between 800,000 and 1.3. It's then payable in bands starting at 0.5% and rising to a maximum rate of 1.5%, which probably doesn't sound too excessive, but if a family owning property with an overall value, let's say, of 5 million euros, they will have an annual EFE liability of approximately €35,000 a year. EFE is potentially payable by both residents and, importantly, by non-residents, something which many Brits who buy their dream homes in the south of France are seemingly unaware of. The message is, if you have a French property and it's worth more than £1.3 million, you are required to make a wealth tax declaration. 
So until we get the results of today's presidential vote, nothing has changed. But come 8 o'clock tonight, a wind of change might be in the air. Have there been any changes to taxation for UK nationals in France that they need to be aware of? The, the, the passage of time, Howard, is frighteningly quick. 16 months have now passed in, in, in what appears to me to be the blink of an eye since the end of the transition deadline. And, and as more and more time passes, we're, we're starting to learn more and more about what life in France looks like post-Brexit. From a tax perspective, nothing has really changed for British nationals. It doesn't get any easier because it's as complex as ever, but thankfully we don't have a new set of post-Brexit tax regulations to learn and abide by. Taxation is a domestic issue, regardless of nationality. There's no discretion. France taxes all its residents in the same way. When residents own assets and earn income in another country, the relevant double taxation treaty determines where income or assets have to be declared and taxed. The Anglo-Franco treaty is an agreement between France and the UK, not Europe. So the UK leaving the European Economic Union has not and will not impact tax matters. As always, we need to understand how the tax treaty affects us and ensure we're paying tax in the right place. If you have UK taxed income, you will be affected by UK tax freezes. You could pay more tax because that income is taxed in the UK than you would if that income was taxed in France. Recent analysis by the House of Lords Library found that an extra 1.2 million people would be driven into higher rate UK tax pounds and this is against the backdrop of a steep rise in the cost of living. This is due to the 40% higher rate band being frozen at £50,070. If it simply increased in line with forecast inflation, it would actually have risen to 56270 by 2026. Likewise, the basic rate threshold has been frozen at 12570 Now, if it grows in line with forecast inflation over the next four years, it would stand at 14070 As a result, it's estimated a further 1.5 million low-paid workers will now be paying basic rate tax by 2026. Can effective tax planning make a significant difference to how much tax you pay on your investment income? Yeah. Um, I, quite, I find it quite funny, Howard, why, why so many people can't understand my fascination with strategic financial planning. On the flip side, I don't understand why so many people don't explore if there are more efficient ways to hold their investment assets. Over the past 40 years, I've come to realise by regularly reviewing our financial arrangements, we can avoid nasty surprises and frequently pay much less tax than we do when we bury our heads metaphorically in the sand. If we leave our cash sitting in the bank, and we actually get some interest, we pay tax on that interest. If we simply buy and sell investments and realise capital gains without proper planning, we will pay more tax than probably we need to. Too many new French residents get caught out by not reviewing their financial arrangements for their new lives in France. UK ISAs, premium bonds and an array of other UK investment arrangements are exempt from UK tax, but they are fully taxable in France. By retaining UK investments, and UK investment structures, you'll miss out on alternatives which are much more appropriate, much more tax efficient and frequently more flexible for French residents. It's also worth noting that although I said Brexit has not affected taxation, under domestic rules, France taxes non-EU stroke EEA assets differently to local or EU assets. For example, 
France applies very beneficial tax treatment to the taxation of life insurance policies known as assurance fee. However, some of those advantages only apply to EU or EEA issued policies. So if you have a UK or an offshore insurance bond, you will pay more tax because of the UK's decision to leave the European Economic Union. What steps can people take to get the best results for their tax planning and ensure their arrangements are compliant in France? It's, it's just so easy to get DIY tax planning wrong, Howard, especially as the regulatory goalposts change so frequently. Many expatriates have the added complexity of having to deal with tax rules in more than one country. At a time of heightened global tax scrutiny, getting it wrong can lead to an unwelcome and a very unexpected tax bill, not to mention the stress of then having to sort it out. Tax planning should not be done in isolation or as an afterthought. It needs to be a fundamental part of your strategic financial planning. Blevins Franks was created and in truth has been built on the belief that expatriates need to talk to an advisor with an in-depth understanding of cross-border taxation, including how the French tax regime interacts with UK rules, as well as offering the peace of mind that your tax and wider financial planning is French compliant. Good advice ensures your needs and your goals are achieved in the most efficient way possible. So if any of the listeners would like to discuss their own tax positions or their individual strategic financial planning, they can contact Blevins Franks and arrange to speak to one of our local partners. You can contact our Valbon office by calling 0493-001780. That's 0493-001780. Or alternatively, call our Monaco office. The number here is 97775574. That's 97775574. And if you prefer, you can find out more about Blevins Franks or arrange a meeting with a Blevins Franks partner by simply visiting our website, which is very simply www.blevinsfranks.com. Many thanks, Rob. Interesting as always. We'll talk again next Sunday. Look forward to it, Howard. Have a great week. The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this program, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493001780 or riviera at blevinsfranks.com. Is your wealth management on track to meet your objectives and provide long-term financial security? Blevins Franks has 45 years' experience managing our clients' capital. We provide a range of integrated financial services to give you peace of mind about your future. Our investment recommendations are personalised for you and designed to be tax efficient and meet your estate planning wishes. Contact Blevins Franks on 0493001780 or visit blevinsfranks.com.